Yo, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of A Journey to Freedom, A Journey to Freedom. Here we talk about our never-ending journey, freedom journey, basically, and the reason why we call it a never-ending journey is because 
at each level as you grow into different levels you will have to break off the things from the previous level so that's why it is called a never-ending journey your journey to freedom um you can find us on podbean of course spotify iHeartRadio, boomplay intune alexa samsung google Podcasts, um and audible and much more um so we're going to get right into it um our guest today um he i've known him for years um he's he's a he's an introvert like me you know what i'm saying he's an introvert but when he speaks it's like because oh, you wouldn't you you don't expect him especially when he go in in you know what i'm saying um he is a He's a minister. He is a man of God. He is a husband. He is a poet um, and much, much more. Um, So therefore, without further ado, let's welcome Douglas Coley to the stage. I said stage. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) How you doing? Fine. How are you? I'm good, good. Thank you for that uh, warm introduction. I appreciate you. You welcome, sir. So we are going to get into it because what I always say, you don't have to be long to be strong. Okay, so to start it off, the first question that I ask each and every guest that I've had on is, how did you know or when did you know it was time to start your journey to freedom and start it for real? emphasis on the for real part that's a great question that um i really took a lot of time to think about it and the best answer that i could give you to that is a year ago my sister came and visited me here in houston mm-hmm. and it was the first time she had been here um and just to give you a little background information me and my sister, uh, we have the same father, but we were raised in two different homes. And so we never really had the strongest of relationships um, until probably when she had my niece. And then uh, I would make the journey up when I lived in Ohio. I would make the journey up uh, to see her in Michigan and uh, try to put as much time in as I could. And so we forged a relationship that way. Well, long story short. Um, I've been here in Texas four years and nobody was out here, you know, from home to come and see me. And so my sister decided that she said, hey, I'm going to come and visit you. And a year ago, her and my niece came out, had a great time. And the last day of her visit, when she was in the airport, I called her and we just had a, a reflecting conversation. And she told me that she was so proud of me to see what I was doing with my life today. And she had never seen me minister before, let alone, you know, she's seen me on the poetic stage, but she's never seen me behind the pulpit. And something she told me that was so profound was, she said, I know that you had issues with our father growing up, but I want to let you know I'm proud of the man that you are. 
I'm proud of the journey that you've taken in your life. I'm proud that you got married, you have a beautiful family. And when she told me that, she said, and she also told me, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I understand your anger. I understand your pain. And when she told me that, I felt a weight lifted. I called my wife on the phone and I went like, honey, me and my sister just had this heart-to-heart talk. And when I tell you, when we talked, that weight lifted off of me. I felt that pain go away. I felt the anger go away. I felt the animosity, all, all the different feelings that I had. And I said, you know what? This is a great start to change my life on top of, I started going to therapy a year ago. And I took advantage of the, the platform that my job gave me where I could go and get free resources of mental health counseling just to help me along my way because I have been carrying on, I've been carrying so much that I never could probably get a foothold on my feet. And so after that healing conversation with my sister, after some therapy, after the many talks with uh, my wife, her pushing me, um, just just influential people in my life that have been pushing me to be great. I realized that for real, it was time to just embrace me. And so that was probably the biggest moment where I said, you know what? It's really time to get serious about yourself because here it is. Somebody just gave you the key to release yourself. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to be afraid to go through that door now or are you going to still stay stuck? Mm, okay and like um was your relationship with your sister different from your relationship with your brothers and sort of speak um i, I actually grew up an only child uh-huh i mean, I mean i'm talking like uh-huh. i know i know you was the only child but like on your dad's side i know you got your your brothers and then you know that's what i'm trying to say um me and my me and my brother had a, a I guess almost a similar relationship, but me and him probably were closer because of the fact that me and my brother we both share talents and gifts. Mm-hmm. My sister is really um, she's trying to find who she is and, and what she's good at. But me and my brother both identify with music and and using our voices and being creative, and so. That really put me on a closer path. Plus, me and my brother lived in the same city, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a bit more exposure to him. Me and my brother actually, a uh, cool story. Me and my brother actually went to the same elementary school at different times. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest of my siblings, but um, we ended up going to the same school and ended up kind of going down similar paths. We, we, me and my brother went to church together for a while too, so I was always kind of around him more than my sister. So yeah, I would say that me and my brother had a, a bit of a stronger relationship compared to me and my sister, which has grown now that we become adults and have children of our own. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so let's get to the second question. I ask everyone, um, what would you say to your younger self? You can pick an age, just like what would you say? 
I won't specify age, but if I could talk to Younger Douglas, the best advice I would give him is don't become a slave to the addiction of helping people mm. and, and wanting to be loved and liked and put into a circle where I'm limiting myself, access to myself. I've always been a person that has always wanted to help people or heal people in some kind of way. I said I didn't want to become a doctor because I hate needles. I don't like dealing with blood. So I said that was out. But God ended up choosing my path to be a preacher and then later on become a pastor of Destiny Greater. And so I um, basically would tell myself that, you know, I've been so addicted to being the robot for people. Mm-hmm. When somebody calls, I come running doesn't matter who it is I've always had that personality where you know what my my heart extends to everybody but sometimes we overextend ourselves and when we do that we cause ourselves to be hurt and so I always suffer with a lot of hurt and my feelings and being in my feelings Mm -hmm. because when I didn't get the same energy back that I put in I'm like what's going on and I would feel some kind of way and then somebody would have to come and tell me you always put yourself out there all the time and something my wife is very good at letting me know of I'm not everybody is not my ministry Mm -hmm. they're not my responsibility I don't have to always be Superman and and be at the rescue of people because if I use myself up what, what do I have left so if that's if I could talk to my younger self reverse the clock that's what i would do like like as you've gotten older like has how can i say this like has god helped you on how to discern and know like who to help and should you help them or and who not to help or should you not help them like has god like help you in that aspect I, I will say I'm growing in that area. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better than what I used to be. I'm learning how to say no a little more. I'm learning how to work on cutting people off, not for the sake of, you know, the relationship we had was bad or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just about through that season of my life. And I have a whole wife and family that I have to tend to. Mm-hmm. And if I'm out here giving everybody else my time, then what do I have left for my family? What do I have left for for me? And so one of my biggest prayers is that, Lord, continue to direct me to the people that need me, but Mm -hmm. give me that responsibility to myself that I need a break sometimes. And my break comes from distancing myself from people as well as just taking that appropriate time to say you know well why are they here what purpose do they serve you know ministry is great and all that but ministry will burn you out Mm -hmm. very quickly if you don't have enough proper balance to it if you're always putting so much on one plate and not enough on the other then 
you know, easily start to suffer from what I learned is a term uh, in psychology is compassion fatigue. You're always compassionate to everybody and you find yourself tired from it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what we learned from, um, from Bishop. Like he, he's yeah. like a, a perfect example on how to live a balanced, full, um, godly life. Basically, like you don't have to really suck yourself in ministry. Like he has, he delegates those to do the work that's supposed to be done within the church, but then he can like take a rest and not be so overwhelmed as he used to be in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Got you on that one. So, um, let's get to the last question because more questions will come to me, but if they don't, they just don't, you know, it's a flow. Um, so what would you say to those who are listening now or who will listen to the replay? Um, what would you say to them as they are starting their freedom journey or how can they really get started? Like who can they, who can they go to or, you know, the, the path that they need to go, basically? Very good question. I would tell someone who's starting out on this journey, um, first off, you cannot rely on everybody. Everybody doesn't have your best interest at heart. You need to find those that are connected to, who understand, first off, the godly assignment that's on your life. Because if they don't understand the godly assignment and purpose you already have, they're not going to do you any good. They're going to do you a disservice. So first, find somebody that understands your godly assignment. Secondly, learn how to have fun and balance out your life with people who know how to have good, clean fun. Mm-hmm. Learn not to stress yourself out with trying to put this responsibility and this weight on yourself. That's something I had to learn. I had to learn that just because I grew up in church all my life and I was stricken to this certain ministry doesn't mean that I can't live my life and have fun because I'm still my age. I'm still human. And I'm not giving, I'm not saying that as to give a license to sin. What I'm saying is God understands who we are as people. Mm-hmm. And that there are certain things that we have in us that's going to come out and it'll it'll balance itself out in time, especially the more godly people that you surround yourself with, the more people that allow you to let your hair down. I, I'm so grateful because I have people that understand that yes, Doug is the pastor, he's he's the preacher, he's this, he's that. But he knows how to have fun. Mm-hmm. He knows how to let his hair down. And when I can let my hair down, I'm actually being myself. Mm-hmm. Almost like you know, when, you, when you gave me the name Silent Thunder, people will be surprised to know that I actually do talk, mm-hmm. but I got to feel comfortable. Yes. And I will, yes. Say, I, I will say the best thing that ever happened to me in, in, in my freedom journey was I got connected to not only people that understood my godly purpose. Not only did I find a place, not only did I learn how to have fun, 
but I learned the importance of environment. Mm -hmm. Having having a good environment is everything because it, it balances you out. I don't care where you come. I told somebody today at work, it doesn't matter where you come from. All that matters is what's your godly environment look like? What, what does God have you placed in right now? And for me, after going through some years of being at the same church for a long time, and then I had to experience some experiences that weren't too friendly, in my opinion, for me, I found CMWC mm-hmm. and Bishop Parker. Bishop Parker, I, I tell this story all the time. The fact that when we're in the back with Bishop Parker and he just calls me Doug by my name, it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, like we we do this in church, you know, we call each other by our last names and things. And I, and I understand, but just being properly addressed sometimes by, by what your name is makes you feel good. And then to feel included where I remember a, a Saturday, Bishop went around the room to everybody and he identified everybody's gift. And he told them, this is what makes you special. And so hearing that in my environment, knowing that I was welcome where I was and that I could grow, it's so serious when he says, when he's open and giving the invitation to, to discipleship to Christ, when he says, this is not just a place where you go, but this is a place where you grow. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I grew, I, excuse me, I grew, I flourished for the two and a half years I was at CMWC. I became a better person. I became a better giver. I became a better minister. And, you know, I got ordained as an elder. It, it gave me all those things that, that anybody's looking for on their freedom journey. So it gave me that purpose. It gave me the fun. But it gave me a good environment that I have nothing bad to say about the life that I've chose, let alone the journey that I've taken. Because at the end of the day, when you take this journey, the best thing you ought to know is that God will always place you in the perfect position of where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, and like, um, you said you, 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 you was there for two and a half years. That's how long you uh-huh. was there? Wow. Why well, thought it was yeah, longer than that? Crazy. I don't know. I thought, yeah, it was, I, yeah, I thought it was longer than that. Uh, I must be, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so like, and I'm I'm thinking, sorry. Um, so you said CMWC, like it basically what I'm getting from it, it basically really for real started you on your freedom journey without you even knowing it. Yeah. And basically that's what I'm getting from all this right now. How you talk about CMWC, yeah. like that was a place that helped you start to get to where you need to be because God placed you at the right place at the right time no matter what day was it was the right day to help you like continue to grow even though you transition to another state you're still growing and you still remember all the teachings that Bishop has taught you so and it keeps you going each and every day I I, I agree like I said 
I'll never, no matter where I go in the United States or the world, I will always be grateful and indebted to Bishop Randall Parker III and, and First Lady Louise Parker for, for the genuine love that they gave me. They, when I say, you know, I'm still, I may not be physically at the ministry anymore, but I'm still a son of Bishop Parker. Mm-hmm. You know, when I come, they still acknowledge me and still make me feel a part of the family, you know. And so, but, but you're so right. It, it really did. When, when I say I came from a hurt place and a lost place of, of not knowing where God had me to the, to the point where I was almost ready, and I don't tell a lot of people this, but I was almost to the point where I wanted to end my life. And coming back from all of that, when I got to CMWC, it was actually my wife, my wife, when me and my wife actually met for the first time, when she came, we visited CMWC. And she told me, she said, I got a good feeling about Bishop Parker. And then I came back again. And after church, I joined. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. See, that's how it, it do. At the CMW. <laughs> CMWC. Yeah. So. Yes, sir. So. Um, anything else you would like to share? Um, I guess um, in, in closing, um, everybody just uh, stay tuned. God is not through with me yet. Um, I am now that I've relocated to Houston. I am now actively working on music, um, producing. Uh, get, you know, putting my hand in my in production, um, in the studio, recording some things, uh, working on more poetry. I, I write like crazy every day. So uh, just just stay tuned. You know, God has so much more, and you know, God has so much more coming uh, for my ministry that I, that I started six years ago as well. I just had to really get some things straight with God. Um, but I'm going back to do that too. So you know, for those people who um, who follow me and uh, are part of the Destiny to Be Greater family, um, who've been asking me when are when are teachings coming back? Um, there, everything's coming back very soon. So God has got some good things in store for me. He's ready to move. All right, and I got a question to ask you. So, you know, you yes. you, you a poet, right? So, when is a yes. when is a poetry book gonna come out for you? I, I I feel that. When is a poetry book gonna come out? People have been asking me this for years um, about poetry, about a poetry book. So I, I said that let me um, put together some music. But before before the before this year closes out, I feel like uh, I'm working on music right now. But um, my 40th birthday is coming right around the corner, mm-hmm. and so I, I believe 2024, if the Lord Lord's will, 2024, that's gonna be my my present to myself is in my year 40 that I'm going to release the poetry book and. Give everybody what they've been wanting. So, 40 is a special year, so I want to do something special to give back to those who have given unto me. So, 
Mm-hmm. And I remember your birthday. Your birthday the same day as my mama's. So that's how I remember your birthday. <laughs> yep. Cool, cool. So let me say thank you. Thank you for your yes because you didn't have to. Um, Appreciate you. And that's about it. So you can go ahead and pray and then I say my final closing. Thank you once again for having me and once again also happy birthday again to you and God 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 bless you. Oh thank you. And I'm so proud of you and so proud of you and all God's doing for you. Uh, but let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you. Lord, I'm so grateful for just this day that you've given. God, thank you for this young lady, for her invitation. God, I ask that you bless her in every area of her life, God, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Everything that she touches is already blessed. Lord, every guest will be blessed from this platform. Lord, it's going to take them higher and in exponential ways than, than what we all can imagine or fathom. God, but it's also going to accelerate a process in Kiera that's going to take her higher and further in her life and the things that she's doing. But God, as we prepare for the depart from this from this interview, but never from your presence, we love you, we thank you, we bless you, until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, thank you again. And good people, good listeners. We've been back to back for legit three weeks, and we're gonna have a three week break. So you will catch us again on august oh lord i forgot the date oh jesus august 4th is it fourth one two three yeah august 4th (laughs) um where my guests will be elder joshua grimmett from cleveland ohio so make sure you tune in on august the 4th all right okay Peace out, people. Have a good day. Blessed day.